Hello, hello, and welcome, welcome to another episode of Black Hole Sun Podcast. I'm your host, Moss. And a uh, big disclaimer, as always, this is my opinion. Some of this is facts, but mostly opinions. Um, and I hope you enjoy it. So this episode, <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. I guess I'm laughing because I'm nervous, because I've known about this story for a very long time. Um, we're talking about, if you peep the title, the Amityville Horrors. Um, I, as a kid, I knew about it. And I always thought it was urban legend, but, um, you know, let's talk about it. Um, Amityville is a small town on Long Island, New York, on the south side, I believe. Very quiet, very picturesque. Um, The house that the horrors, this haunted house, because basically this is what the story is about. It's about this haunted house in Amityville, resides on 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville, New York. Um... So there's a lot of layers to the story, the Amityville horrors. And for a long time, I didn't realize uh, the horror part wasn't a part of the story, the Amityville house or whatever you want to call it. Um, There's a lot of layers to it. The most interesting layer um, was the part with the Lutz family in 1975. Um, Apparently, this particular family... Um, this family moved into the house right after some very gruesome murders happened. So on November 13th, 1974, uh, Ronald DeFeo Jr. shot and killed six members of his family at this house, the Amityville house on 112 Ocean Avenue. Um, it's on the South Shore of New York. Um, he was convicted of murder right away uh and yeah so that happened so all these people were killed by the youngest son of well the oldest son of the family okay so that's one thing that happened in 1975 like i was saying george and kathy lutz and the three children moved into this house they purchased the house for because of the murders they purchased the house for a real like i'm assuming an insane low price um, they knew what happened. I'm pretty sure everybody knew what happened. It was a big thing on the news. Um, I mean, it's still to this day, if you're from New York or in the tri-state area, you know about the story. So it's not like it's something that's like, oh, never heard of it. Especially if you're young, like Gen Xers know it for sure. Um, but it's a well-known, well-documented story. So these people already knew that they were moving into a house that, that a grisly murder happened then. So they moved into this house in December 75, I believe. So they move in and literally 28 days later, they left the house claiming that there was some paranormal activity happening in the house. Um, There were things moving. Um, There were the top floor room. There were flies that just appeared because, I mean, in the middle of December, there were these flies. So literally 28 days of the month. So they moved in December and they were gone in like the end of December, January. And they had all these flies kind of occupying a top floor house. So they, um, they went on the record. They wrote a book or someone wrote a book for them about this. There was movies made, everything based on their story. So, and they kind of corroborated with the channel, channel five news, which is now Fox channel five news. 
um, to talk about their story in this house. So th this whole phenomenon about this house being haunted, having demonic possession. So there's a lot of layers to that story. So as I was doing my research about it, I found out that there's just a lot of different stories connected to the haunting of this house that could possibly sort of factor in this factor into the haunting or the ghosts or the paranormal demonic possession of this house. Um, first and well-known thing was the, the murders in 1975. Um, so Ronald was the older son and he killed his both parents and his siblings. So yeah, obviously there's something from there. Also, as I'm doing my research and I, I feel like a lot of people have known this, that the Montauk Indians, who were the natives of the land, in that, well, they're the natives of this land, um, of New York and Long Island and so forth. The Montauk Indians used that particular area, that particular area where the house is, where the house is made, the, the place, the land, that particular land was used as a burial ground. And this is where ancient Indian burial ground storylines kind of popped up from. They used that burial ground to um, bury their enemies. And um, because they, and, and I, I don't know which documentary I saw this in, there was a Montauk native, he was talking about the stories of that land. And he said that there was a strong sort of um, demonic possession in that area. And I also believe my friend Nikki, hey Nikki, um, also mentioned that there was a vo vortex in that area. What my understanding was from the native of that land, the, the native, the, the remaining kind of ancestors of the Montauk Indians of Long Island, this gentleman spoke about it having a very demonic possession. And that's where they, they sort of buried their enemies facing down um, so they can just look into the abyss of the blackness. So that's, that's kind of a, an important factor about this land. Um, what was interesting interesting about the murders was everybody um ronald defeo who shot everybody everybody was found facing down in their beds after being shot which was like a totally like what a coincidence so there's that part of the story there's that's that connection that the house may have been buried on an ancient indian burial ground obviously there's also another story which i don't have a lot of the details off of that i I tried to go back and look at all these docs that I was watching on YouTube and other places and I can't find it. But apparently there was another story that sounds more of an urban legend. Like I can kind of believe the Montauk story. I, I definitely believe the Montauk Indian story, of course, and obviously Ronald's story of him shooting his family. But this other one's a little iffy. So there was uh, during the Salem witch trials, there was, um, I guess he was a witch or a warlock who was on trial and he escaped the Salem witch trials and moved to this part of Long Island. He disappeared and left. I can't, I can't remember his name. I can't remember the whole story. I just have bits and pieces of the story and I've been trying to find the actual um, name and information, but I just, I don't know where it went. <laughs> it just, it, it disappeared. It slipped out of my hands. Um, but if anybody knows, please let me know. Um, so this, this warlock or wizard or witch escaped the Salem witch trials and moved to this part of Amityville. And he was doing, um, apparently he was like a real deal witch 
who was doing spells and doing other things, but very demonic things. He was I mean, probably sort of pulled to this land since already we've heard from the Montauk Indians that this land was already, it had some sort of demonic possession there. He was probably pulled to this land to do some sort of witchcraft. So there's, there's a lot of layers to the story and a lot of layers to the haunting of this house. The house still um, is still there. The new owners have changed the house. It's a little different than it was before. Um, if you've ever seen pictures of it, it has like this eerie, like the two windows at the top look like eyes looking at you. I believe, of my understanding, when I was a kid, I think we passed by that house once and we like stopped to look at it. Um, but we didn't obviously get out of the house and go on the grounds. Of course not. But yeah, so kind of fast forwarding from the Montauk Indians and the, the Warlock and Ronald DeFerro. So George and Kathy Lutz lived in this house for 28 days. And they said that a lot of things happened at the house. Like at one point, they had, so they had three kids, Daniel, Christopher, and Melissa. Um, at one point, they found their dog hanging in the back. In the backyard, that was one thing. The older son, Daniel, went to open a door upstairs. And when he opened it, he he opened it. And then suddenly, he, he, I guess, he turned around to see something. He had his hand on the windowsill. And suddenly, the door came down and, like, crushed his hand. But for some reason, as they were taking care of him and, and they were frantic about things, um, he got cured. So there's a doc, there's a doc with Daniel, Daniel Lutz. He was the oldest one. There's, there's, it's a doc called My Amityville. I believe it's on AMC. It's a very interesting doc. I watched that one as well. He talked about his experience and, and dealing with um, everything that went there. Daniel believes, this is what we got from Daniel, that his stepdad so, okay, so taking it back a second. So his, his mom was married to his biological dad at first, him, you know, and then they got divorced. And then his mom, Kathy, met this guy named George. So George remarried Kathy, but he also adopted Kathy's three kids. Um, it seemed like Daniel and George didn't get along at all so there was a lot of tension they didn't like each other um but daniel an adult daniel in this doc talks about how when he first was introduced to george his stepdad that they went to the house and they found different books on you know like different books on on telekinesis and 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 even Kathy admitted in an interview that they they were into transcendental meditation stuff, and that possibly because they were into that, that opened them up for other things. But Daniel seems to infer that his stepdad was into satanic things, like he was into satanic worship, and he was into telekinesis and all different things like that. Um, Watching the doc, uh, you can you can really see how what happened in that house in those twenty eight days really kind of unhinged this person. He's very like he seems very 
he, he seems really, I don't know, skittish is the right word, but he seems, he seems unhinged. He seems not okay, you know? Um, so he talked about how his stepdad was into all these kinds of books and he believed that he brought this house, he brought these spirits out and he was the reason why um, a lot of, a lot of things happened, you know, they actually got a, a, a priest to come and try to bless the house, but things happened to him too. So the, the news station, um, the news station came in and they brought in like psychic, psychic, um, mediums to check out the house. Um, at one point they, they were taking flash photography of things the video uh, video um video uh, cameraman i should say um at one point got like sharp pains like a heart attack during a thing um they were taking pictures and in one of the pictures you can see a face of a young boy um there was a lot going on in this house they 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 you know they 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 had a lot of people come in and check out the house um, crazy enough, after they lived in the house, the other people who lived there, to my understanding, have not dealt with any demonic possession or any poltergeist or anything like that. Um, nothing crazy. Um, and, and there's, and there's been a couple of films on this, obviously anything with Amityville. I'm trying to think... The two psychics that went to visit the house, they had their own, I believe it's, it's their, their, their information is based on the conjuring. I believe, I believe I could be wrong. Um, there's a lot going on. Um, it's, 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 a, it's really, really creepy story. It really is a really creepy story, but you know, do you, you know, I'm going to take a quick break, but do you believe that the house is haunted? Or there's also another side of the story where people believe that the Lutz were in debt and they used this, this possession thing to kind of abandon the house, but also to make money. And I mean, they ended up making money. They ended up making an advance and going on tour and doing different things. So they, I mean, if that's true... They accomplished it. So I just, let's take a quick break and just want you to think about, have you heard of the story? And if yes, what do you believe? Do you believe it's real, it's true or is it a hoax? We'll be right back. And we're back. The psychic mediums that I was talking about in the first part was Ed and Lorraine Warren. They're really well known. The Annabelle story, the movie, was based on their story. They dealt with this Raggedy Ann doll that was possessed. And then they moved on to the Amityville um, story. They're the, the individuals that were hired by Channel 5 News, which is not Fox. But back in the day, it was Channel 5 to investigate the house. Like the, the news, they all went to Channel 5 News, two reporters, this couple who were psychic mediums, 
and another psychic went to investigate the house and that's when the cameraman had the heart attack and they saw in a photo later on the the picture of a boy when there was no children in the house um so they're the they're the well-known ones I believe they're the couple in The Conjuring. They were the influence for The Conjuring movies. So that's the individuals. Anyway, so going back to do you believe in this or not? I personally do believe there's just some sort of some sort of like evil vortex in certain places. I do believe that it, it probably has to do a lot with it could it definitely has to deal with sort of this land being taken away from the Montauk Indian tribes you know um if it was a burial ground and it was you know it, it's not treated there's there's a lot of things that in this country the more I read about it the more I see a lot of Native American indigenous uh dwellers of this world um a lot of their land and a lot of their history have been taken away. Um, it doesn't surprise me that something like a house, like this house, would have some sort of, you know, demonic possession. And actually, the Montauk Indians were warning people about this area because there's some sort of, they, they believe there was an evil spirit. That's why they buried their enemies there facing down. Um, so they did war warn people about it, but people didn't listen and they built this house. So, I mean it's a cause and effect um and it's unfortunate uh also even with the story with ronald defeo and him shooting his family there i went into a, a kind of an investigated thing about that story as well because according to reports he shot them with a rifle that was incredibly loud um and for some reason none of the neighbors heard it which is kind of crazy also because everyone was on different floors. So his parents and his brothers were on one floor and then his one sister was on the next floor. I could be wrong. It could be parents and brothers and then sisters were on the next floor. But my understanding is this rifle was so loud and no, none of the neighbors heard it. And people you're telling me like you're sleeping right next to, um, another room you didn't hear it as well um there was a, a gentleman who was also on some of these shows talking about that possibly the the evil vortex kind of thing may have muffled the sound and maybe that's why nobody heard it ronald himself has said that he was under a trance when he murdered everybody so what exactly maybe it was demonic possession there was admittedly um him saying that he was possessed um, his lawyers kind of pleaded the insanity plea, but people didn't buy it. But that could be it. I mean, maybe it was demonic possession. There's also another story that his older sister um, may have actually killed everybody else. And then she was upstairs and, and in his own sense of grief, he came up and shot her. There's so many. They, like, till this day, no one really knows what happened in that house that day. Like... How did he shoot these people with this rifle? Um, how did no one wake up? How did, was everybody's body laying face down? Um, how did nobody hear anything? No neighbors? 
and the only thing they could hear was the dog at like 3 15 in the morning and that was also the other connection with um the lutzes when they said that was demonic possession the uh, georgia lutz would wake up at 3 15 which was the same time everyone was apparently killed um so there's a lot of stories about this i think that you know hopefully they've blessed the house and done whatever um you know there are places that are haunted there's plenty of places that are haunted especially on the east coast where most of these buildings are so old um i think it's just super interesting there's actually a ton of ghost stories from a lot of these older buildings of things like as simple as even the people who built the houses um because of you know workers safety rules people <laughs> especially these bridges and tunnels in, in new york like think about it they, they took people who didn't know any better didn't know anything about laws and, and and were probably poor and just desperate to just work and got them to do stuff that they shouldn't have been doing and they died um doing doing these crazy things i'm pretty sure that most of these bridges and tunnels are probably ugh, probably haunted with people who, who die building them you know god knows what other stories are out there of different buildings but the amityville horrors have always been sort of a quote-unquote urban legend and i i've never been sort of shocked or, or you know the story never shocked me the fact that also the lutzes were kind of discredited and said that they just made up the whole thing to make money <sighs> i don't know i think that that that's just a little far-fetched i mean that'd be too much making up you know but i don't know okay so the last part of this podcast that i just recorded i was having the worst terrible time getting the words out and there was a little bit of a pause and i said i don't know and then i could not breathe for a second there Okay, so that was a little scary. Um, so I'm going to finish this podcast. I had a drink of water. I'm going to finish this podcast by saying um, thank you for listening. Now I'm totally creeped out. Thank you for listening. And let me know what you think. Send me some comments through social media or email. Um, <laughs> I'm so creeped out right now. Um I appreciate you guys listening and until next time, have a good one.